1: Did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game shooter. We transition from eh, to ooh. Unreasonable doubt, A podcast about West Virginia University basketball starts
3: now. Hello. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Alan Iverson Josh Witt aka AI Josh Witt, and this is Preseason Episode 1 with Wescott Eberts. So much great news to share. First, we are out of the offseason, which is always super long. It's even longer when you don't play in the postseason. How do I know the preseason is here? Because Bob Huggins had his first official day of practice press conference. For what it's worth, he seemed so much more optimistic in this year's first preseason press conference than last year's. Last year's was on Zoom. Last year he had to answer a bunch of NIL questions. This year he's a basketball Hall of Fame coach. This year the press conference was in person. This year he said the ball is going in the basket in practice. I know. That's not the first time we've heard that, but he wasn't leading with that information last year. And even if we don't see it during the season, I always like to hear optimistic Bob Huggins. More optimistic Huggins. This year he was speaking glowingly about guys who came from the transfer portal. Last year's, I would describe his comments on the transfer portal guys as begrudging praise. So optimistic preseason Bob Huggins doesn't necessarily mean a great season. He was in higher spirits this year compared to last year. So you know what comes after the preseason? The actual season, where they actually play basketball against other schools and we can watch them do that. It is the best. (laughs) He 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 he. In light of that, we now have the full schedule for the 2022-2023 season. The Big 12 announced the 18 game round robin schedule for each school this week. Guess what? It's a gauntlet. Guess what else? The break from Big 12 play in late January will be a visit from Bruce Pearl and his Auburn Tigers. That's not a break, hee 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 hee. As usual, conference play starts for WVU starts with a two game road trip. This season it's Kansas State and Oklahoma State. Not the worst way to start. Am I right gang? Then the next two games are at home versus Kansas and Baylor. Ouch. That starts a stretch where five of seven games are in the Coliseum. February has two more two-game Saturday, Monday road trips before finishing conference play at home versus Kansas State on March 4th. I think the toughest travel stretch is at Texas Tech, home for Auburn, back to Texas to play TCU, then back home for Oklahoma two trips to Texas in less than a week. Not great, Bob. Probably the last season with a true round robin conference schedule before the 10-team Big 12 becomes the 14-team Big 12. We'll talk more about the schedule later in the preseason. For now, let's do a player profile. Up next is Trey Mitchell, a 6-foot-9 big. He comes to West Virginia through the transfer portal at the University of Texas. Instead of me saying I don't know anything about Trey Mitchell. I've invited Wescott Eberts on the podcast. He is the team site producer at Burnt Orange Nation and covers the Longhorns. He does know about Trey Mitchell. So here's my human friend Josh Witt's interview with Westcott Eberts.
1: The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day... All season long, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins when you place a five dollar bet on any football game. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Westcott Eberts of Burn Orange Nation. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. Pleasure to be here.
1: Texas basketball is why you're here. You cover Texas sports. And before we get into Trey Mitchell, uh, let's talk about Texas as a whole. They're entering year two of the Chris Beard era. He brings back uh, three starters, including uh, Teddy Allen's brother, added Tyrese Hunter from Iowa State, two five-star freshmen coming in, lots of turnover, pretty much everywhere, but at Texas as well. What's the expectations for Texas coming in to this season?
2: Yeah, hiding expectations for Texas. Um, I think probably looking back on last year, uh, given the first-year head coach and, and the huge turnover of the roster after Shaka Smart's departure, um, I think the expectations were a little bit unreasonably high. Um, You know, Chris Beard is not a fan of scheduling strong non-conference opponents, Uh, so I don't think that they really had the challenges uh, that they needed to really gel as a team before they headed into Big 12 play. Um, I also think that there are some serious limitations on that team. Uh, Chris Beard runs a motion offense that isn't designed to be able to get quick, easy baskets in a lot of situations. Uh, They played slowly, and I think that was... Um, You know, in large part a function of some of the roster limitations that were built in with how Chris Beard assembled that team. Um, You know, gone were guys like uh, Jackson Hayes and Jericho Sims that helped the Longhorns uh, really be athletic um, on the offensive and defensive ends, very good in pick and roll, able to get out and transition and finish. Uh, And that just wasn't something that the Longhorns had the capability of doing. Uh, This year with Tyrese Hunter playing on the ball, uh, more of a pure point guard for the Longhorns, very fast, uh, very athletic. He'll have a guy running with him and Dylan Mitchell, a six seven wing. he can really jump out of the jump out of the gym, a guy that a lot of the NBA draft prospects uh, really like early. Um, you know, watching him, I, I think his shot, you know, has a long way to go, but, um, you know, he can really finish. He'll be a good slasher off the ball. Artario Morris makes the guards uh, more athletic as well. He's a fi- the other five-star. He's a guard. Uh, Jabari Smith, New Mexico State transfer, he'll help them. And then um, Dylan Disu as well uh, should be healthy uh, this year. He missed the start of the season last year coming off a knee injury from his time at Vanderbilt. And, um, you know, he just didn't seem like he was um, – you know, fully confident in, in that knee holding up on him uh, for really most of the season last year. Well, that's, I mean, so
1: lots of turnover, lots of promise with the new guys, and and some guys left the transfer portal, or entered the transfer portal, including Trey Mitchell, who showed up in Morgantown. Um, coming into Texas, I mean, he spent two years at UMass. Shoot, he spends two years at UMass, transfers to Texas with Chris Beard uh, two summers ago. What was the expectation going into last season uh, for
2: Texas for Trey Mitchell? Yeah, the expectations were certainly high. He was a very high-scoring, high-volume player coming out of UMass, 18.8 points per game during his sophomore year, shot over 50% from the field, 37.5% from three-point range, good three-point shooter, strong rebounder. Um, And he was a guy that coming in was really expected to be able to – stretch the court for texas in that four or five position uh, but then also had the ability coming in to be able to post up with his back to the basket uh, play on both blocks be able to finish with both hands with a variety of post moves Um, but i I think the concern always was that texas had a number of high volume high uh, scoring players coming from smaller programs uh, that weren't successful Uh, marcus carr the guard from Minnesota uh, not a point guard more of a kind of a lead guard or a combo guard um, and then Timmy Allen an undersized forward uh, from Utah where they didn't have a lot of success uh, so just being able to develop chemistry for those players um, you know was always uh, going to be a challenge for Chris Beard and, and I think that um, you know he wasn't really able to achieve that and, and so you just spoke about it and, and why would somebody leave again
1: he played 24 games for Texas he was in the starting lineup most of those games, uh, and I didn't watch a lot of Texas, but looking at the game logs, kind of up and down, right? Some some really uh, double-digit scoring games, followed by, you know, low minutes, low points. Uh, his, his minutes dropped, obviously, coming to Texas from UMass, but his per 100s were pretty close. Uh, what did you think of Mitchell's play overall last season in those 24 games?
2: Yeah, no, I think he really nailed it with the inconsistency. Uh, Strong, you know, really heartening performances in the non conference, uh, particularly in a loss against Seton Hall. Nine of 17, scored 19 points, had 11 rebounds in that game, uh, sandwiched around two other strong games and double digit scoring around weaker opponents. Um, Then, you know, didn't play particularly well against Stanford. Um, Alabama State, just a really lifeless performance from Texas where he didn't make very much of an impact. Uh, And then, really coming into conference play, uh, you saw the issues start to. Really become a little bit more endemic for Trey Mitchell. Uh, Six points in the opener, only two points. Zero points in the games after that. Only played two minutes um, against Oklahoma. Failed to score in double digits until the Oklahoma State game. That was uh, seven games into the conference season before he finally got into double digits. Looked like maybe he was going to break through with – Uh, The strong performance in that big win over Kansas and Austin, scored 17 points in that game, got to the free throw line, really consistently made all eight of his attempts. Uh, But, you know, some kind of strange issues with his three-point shooting. Uh, Beard's really a stickler on the defensive end. And I think Mitchell is a little bit limited athletically, you know, so especially when he was um, in situations where he had to play pick and roll defense, uh, not a real switchable guy uh, and somebody who just kind of struggles to move his feet laterally. Oh, I'm, I'm sure Bob Huggins is having time then
1: with Trey Mitchell in this preseason. Uh, and then, you know, after that Baylor game announcement, personal leave, leave of absence, and then it ends up in the transfer portal in June before making his way to Morgantown. How surprising was it for the fan base, for people following Texas to get that news that Trey Mitchell uh, was moving on after really two thirds of a season at Texas?
2: Yeah, it really it really came out of nowhere. Um, You know, he'd even been after that Kansas game at the uh, midweek press availability with Chris Beard. Um, So certainly, you know, after that performance with Kansas, the way that their relationship was presented to the media uh, was that it was healthy enough to be able to bring him out and and put him on that stage with his head coach. Um, You know, certainly no more reasons ever given publicly. I don't have any other you know information about that. Um, I would assume that since the NCAA approved his waiver that, you know, there were some real personal issues there going on. Uh, Certainly the NCAA has made those easier to obtain in recent years, a move that I definitely support and, you know, giving guys a chance to maintain their eligibility and, you know, get in the situations that they feel, you know, are right for them. But, you know, one other thing to note about that move you know his father was kind of popping off on Twitter about Chris Beard's offense and and not really liking it and how it been how it had been featuring his son while he was there and you know frankly I'm not sure that that's something that I would particularly disagree with but you know his dad uh, kind of deleted his Twitter account a couple of days after those tweets so a little bit of the backstory there on uh, Trey Mitchell and his departure from the Forty. That's interesting, Westcott, because uh, Bob Huggins. He's a motion offense guy too.
1: He'll run other things too. So I'll be curious to see how Trey's dad uh, gets that news, or or how that factored into coming to Morgantown. Almost a year to the day from the announcement of Mitchell's leave of absence, Trey Mitchell will return to Austin in a Mountaineer uniform. What kind of reaction do you think the the Texas fans will have with Mitchell showing up on the new court there at the Moody Center?
2: I don't really feel like there is a lot of that. There'll be a lot of antipathy, um, you know, for Texas fans. Um, not always known as the um, most knowledgeable basketball fans in the country. So, you know, if, if they can identify that Trey Mitchell uh, was a player for Texas last year, that'll probably uh, be a win for a lot of them. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't think that there were any, you know, real hard feelings. There are certainly, you know, people anytime a, a player transfers, you know, leaves the program, you end up being frustrated by it. But um, I, I don't think that there'll really be any any bad blood. That's not exclusive to Texas in the big 12, as far as reactions to basketball
1: moves and, and overall feelings of what's going on with basketball. Um, and, we're, and this is a basketball podcast, Westcott, but a couple of a few days from now, WVU is going to play Texas in Austin in football. They played 10 times since West Virginia has been in the big 12. Both teams have won five Texas is two and two. They're two losses total of four points uh, behind in those losses how is the fan base feeling at the beginning of the season and how they feel going into this game on
2: on Saturday? Yeah, well, I think there's you know been a big swing over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Texas fans, you know, really happy with the performance against Alabama uh, last second loss there, you know, really performed, you know, extremely well in that game, went toe to toe to Alabama. Uh, for four quarters in a game that you know everybody expected them to be blown out I didn't have any reason to expect that they wouldn't be blown out in that game you know I, I thought that there were some weaknesses um, you know along the Alabama offensive line and, and in their, in their wide receiver core that they hadn't had to that same extent in recent years and I think um, ultimately that allowed Texas to really stay in that game um, but you know Extremely disappointing loss to Texas Tech last weekend. Defense wasn't able to get off the field. Offense wasn't able to stay on the field in the second half, play complimentary football, Uh, bad turnover by their best player to start overtime. Uh, And then plenty of drama uh, stemming from that, um, you know, uh, field storming uh, by the Texas Tech fans that is uh, still playing out several days later. But I I think Texas fans generally enjoy West Virginia fans. There's not a, you know, a long history of, of dislike there. I think Morgantown is uh, probably the most interesting destination, um, you know, in the big 12 for visiting fans, certainly, you know, unique football culture up there. Um, If people can, you know, even remember that with all the moonshine, they might get fed by people. Um, But, you know, I, I think one, you know, big storyline around this game is that Texas may only have two chances to be able to leave the Big 12 with a winning record against West Virginia, which they have against every other opponent in the conference. Oh, wow. Well, that's you know, some of that is just the
1: the the recency. But Certainly. yeah, that's 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 wild. And and so my last question revolves around Texas's move to the SEC in the near future. Picture Westcott the current eight Big 12 schools. Oklahoma's already had their party. Well, let's say the other eight schools are giving Texas an SEC going away party. Which school would Texas have the easiest goodbye with,
2: and what would be the toughest goodbye? I think probably the easiest goodbye might be Texas Tech. Um, (laughs) You know, just their fan behavior towards Chris Beard uh, since he arrived in Austin has been pretty absurd, to be honest. Um, they had somehow convinced themselves that um, it didn't matter that Beard is a Texas alum and that he, you know, would think that Texas tech um, had a higher upside as a program. Um, you know, I think that's debatable. I'm not going to really, you know, go out a limb and, and say that there's a huge difference. Texas tech is certainly in a much better spot with their program right now. Um, I would say the, the hardest Um, I guess it would have to be an in-state school, probably Baylor, um, you know, Texas dominated Baylor for a long time after I arrived in Austin in 02, uh, they didn't lose in basketball to them until the 2009 big 12 championship. Wow. So I spent seven, you know, almost, uh, six and a half years in Austin before I even knew what it was like to, to lose to Baylor in basketball and they hadn't lost to Baylor in football either. And in the only year that they lost to them very much in baseball, 2005, they lost to him three times and then had a huge win against them in the College World Series when they won a national championship.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. I, I, th- I bet every fan base in the Big 12 has a Texas Tech fans came at us story. I mean, it, they just they have a reputation of a league that has, you know, that there's no slouches in some of these schools, but I feel like. The Texas Tech fan base has the strongest the strongest, uh, <laughs> the strongest uh, opinion of
2: that animosity that comes from a fan base. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I've, <laughs> you know, never, I've, you know, been to the Cotton Bowl, you know, a fair number of times, never had issues like that, never had the same issues that, you know, when opposing fan bases come to Austin that, you know, we do when Texas Tech fans come.
1: All right. Well, thank you for the preview for uh, Texas basketball, Trey Mitchell information, all that really good stuff. Westcott Eberts of Burnt Orange Nation. Thank you for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh.
1: You know, I, I host a podcast, but I also when I'm not hosting a podcast. I like to listen to podcasts, other WVU sports podcasts. I like to listen to music and a great way to listen to anything is through Raycon wireless earbuds. These Raycon everyday earbuds, they look feel and sound better than ever. They have these optimized gel tips, perfect in-ear fit, You'll get an earbud sometimes, and you, and you put it in your ear, and you're concerned if you're walking around that it's going to fall out. These gel tips, they're not going to budge. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life, and it's a great price. You know I like value. With Raycons, you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. They have the optimized gel tips. They have customizable sound profiles. So one profile I can use for podcasting, another profile I can use when I'm listening to the to the kids' music, music that the kids listen to. I'm hip. Go to buyraycon.com slash TBPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TBPN to score 15% off. Byraycon.com slash tbpn this episode of unreasonable doubt is sponsored by athletic greens what's athletic greens with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much all the things. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Think Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens.
3: Big thanks to Wescott for joining Human Josh Witt on the podcast. You can find Westcott on Twitter at SBN underscore Westcott. Burnt Orange Nation is on Twitter at BON underscore SB Nation. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Please listen on all of the platforms or just choose one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, CastBox. Until next time. I'm Allen Iverson, Josh Witt aka Josh Witt, WBU, for the 2022-2023 season, they are 0-0.